T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's a high fly ball. From KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field, and it's a gutter. Big fly, no. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And the driving jam time! And the Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Now, Sports Open Line on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Helps to turn on the microphone. Nah. Er, er, I only make that mistake every day. Like, every single weekday, I will start a segment or five. By getting ready to be like, yeah, we're back. And then I'm like, that didn't go on the air. So I got to do it all over again. Uh, but what I was going to say before I, I had to start over was we got a crowded house tonight. Good to be with Chris Ranji, Amy Marks, of course, kind enough. The three, the three of us going to hang out and, I don't know, talk, I guess. Yeah. Well, I don't think we have another choice, do we? We could sing. We're, let's, we're not doing that. <laughs> that is not happening. No, I wouldn't do that. Great either. idea, Kevin. Yeah, no, well, Steve Moore, our, our boss, specifically told me not to sit here and tell jokes. Oh. So. So you no no dad jokes tonight? No dad jokes tonight. I'm crushed. I Wait, was looking forward to at least a dozen. You got reprimanded for joke telling? Well. You, it, when have you told a joke? Oh, I tell jokes all the time. When? Have you seen the movie 127 Hours? The, the, where the guy cuts his own arm off. Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. but if you watch it backwards, it's the uplifting story of an amputee who finds an extra arm in the desert. Okay, yeah, you should yeah, don't tell those jokes. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a, I'll give you the public on-air reprimand right Boy. now. Yeah, don't do that one. Yeah. Or those, like those, like oh. those. We have. Hey, Kevin, you want to, let's turn the mics off and start over again. All right, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) What what I was going to say as we got started was we got a lot to do tonight, man. I mean, like we went all of these months with basically nothing happening. I mean, we have blues games a couple days a week, but even then you had the all-star break for a while and like nothing going on. And now all of the things are happening all at once everywhere. Baseball's back. Tom Brady's like, no, no, no. You all can't have all the fun. Forget Selection Sunday. Forget baseball being back. I'm back. Pay attention to me. I'm Tom Brady. So we got all of that, and that's just our little sports universe. I had a feeling he was going to do that, by the way. Come back? Well, not just come back. And I know the reports were that, and I I think the main person reporting this was that he was a really good fit for the 49ers, Mm. and that was Mike Florio from Pro uh, Pro Football I guess because he's from San Francisco? Yeah, and, you know, he turned out to be half right that he did come out of retirement and he's going to play again. But it just makes sense that Tom Brady would do it at a time in which the sports world was focused on something else. Other than Tom. Other than him. And there are two quarterbacks in this league that are so like that. 
He's number one, and Aaron Rodgers is number two. Can I just say tied for first? They might. They're one and one A. <laughs> they love. And, and the thing about Rodgers is he acts like he hates it. Why is everybody always talking about me? No, you love it, dude. You love when people talk about you. But for Brady to do it, it says one of two things. One, he's either completely unaware of what's going on in the sports world, or he knows and doesn't really care and wants it to be more about him. Um, it's probably more of the latter. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Amy, but I my, thought we were done with this. My, I thought we uh, were done with the Brady thing. Amy, my brother, just texted me, and he sent me a photo of Tom Brady, and the caption on it was, high gas prices forcing people out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty good. Poor Tom. Do you think Do you think if Tom Brady doesn't have kids... Does he does he stay retired? I don't know. Maybe she told him <laughs> to get out of the house. I mean, that's probably the truth. I mean, he's got to be annoying, man. With I don't the know. Routines no, yeah. and everything else. Didn't he kind of go back and forth though for real when he was talking about his retirement that he wanted to be there? You know, like I'm thinking about you know talking to my family and my kids, and maybe he made this decision thinking, okay, I need to spend some time with my family. And then he is spending time with his family, but also feels that he has unfinished business. Or six weeks was enough for him. I know. <laughs> I did it. That's the whole Michael I Jordan spent thing, time right? With I'm going to retire to spend time with my family, but now I'm going to play minor league baseball. Yeah, that was, um, I, I, I can remember right, it was only a couple months time. And I know he had been talking ahead of time, and we're, we're talking about MJ now. Yeah. He had been telling people close to him for a while that he really wanted to go play baseball. And he just so happened to work for a team who owner whose owner also owned a baseball team. So that kind of helped him move into that. You but think? I think it was only a couple months time. Yeah, it was. It was that it was quick. It was like the Tom Brady yeah. thing. That's amazing, though. Guys like that, though, I was talking about this with my wife, like guys like that. I don't think they can just sit around. Yeah, like I don't. I mean, if, if you're still good at stuff like Tom Brady's still good, he almost won the MVP. Right. It's got to be hard to be like, nope, not doing that anymore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay home and find another business to try to do something with. Well, it's not just the drive. I will say, don't you think the high of having sixty thousand people cheer for you every week, and you have that feeling, you have that adrenaline rush? Isn't there actually some kind of psychological phenomenon goes on where it's got to be some kind of drug where you're addicted to that, and that's hard to let go. Of that high every week. Especially when you've been getting it for 20 years. Yeah. You've been getting that, you know, every week for 23, 22, however many years it was. Like, that's probably very difficult to let go of because most people who play sports don't even get, even who play at a high level, don't get close to playing at a high level for two decades. Yeah. Like the greatest ever at any sports, just don't really do that. LeBron's not at 20 years yet. No. And he's been playing really, really well. Brady's over that. I well, mean, just, to, I, I don't, I can't imagine what that would be like to just be so good at something. And granted, he has there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, all of us can. I'm not just I, I, like I haven't you. been. Yeah, I haven't been good at anything like that. Um, I mean, like any of us are like that. But to be that good, to Ron's point, it's not. He's not just a guy on the field. I mean, this is the clutch player who's been that good, mm-hmm. and people are cheering for him. And that rush of coming through, it's got to be the same thing as a rock star. You're on stage. Yes. They're cheering for you. You're the lead singer of the biggest band. Every yep. night you're going out there. You can't walk away from that and not feel an instant vacuum. That's why we see the Rolling Stones still performing when they're almost 80. Oh, yeah. You cannot get enough of it. Never get enough of it. There's, And especially because when you're a rock band, like it's difficult as an athlete because you can get to that point 
where you're clearly not as good anymore. And that happens with bands as well. There are a lot of bands out there still performing that people are like, okay, these guys need to quit. Like the Rolling Stones. Like the Rolling Stones. I have not seen them live ever. They were good in 2010. I saw them in 1988 and thought they were cooked. Oh, okay. I saw the Steel Wheels tour and I'm like, wow, they're old. They came wow. back in 2010 and it was the year they played the Super Bowl. And I think everybody said it was a terrible performance in the Super Bowl. But I can tell you at Enterprise Center, whatever it was in 2010, they were good. But you're, the thing is, when you're a rock band, though, and people have built up a lifetime of being in love with you, they're not going to boo you. You can That's be, a good point. You can be, <laughs> you can be Tom Brady. And, and have been at the top of your game better than everybody else for 20 years. But when you start to suck, the people don't care nope. what you have done for 20 years. They're nope. going to start booing you because you stink. I would think he wouldn't want to get to that point. No, you would not. But, you know, he's a long way from that. So it, th- this is why I wanted to start with the Brady thing, because then we don't have to talk about it anymore and get it out of the way. Because it, it's it's a story that's going to be there in the fall. Like, this is not going anywhere. And there's a lot of other stuff happening. I mean, he stepped all over March Madness. We'll get to some of that later on. Uh, baseball's happening again for real. In fact, coming up next, we're going to check in with our buddy Tom Ackerman down in Jupiter. He had a whole bunch of other stuff. So hang tight. Amy, Chris, and Kevin with you on a Monday night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, God. Take it in. This is so good. First of all, it is. is. so good. Second of all, we got to do the the fired up music because we got Tom Ackerman joining us from Jupiter. So we have Amy Marks, Chris Ranji, Kevin Wheeler hanging out with you. We got our crowded house here in the studio. Our man, Tom Ackerman, is down in Jupiter, has been experiencing. Tom, what what was like normal and every spring for like our Mm -hmm. entire lives. And now you're back for the first time in a couple years. That has to be cool to just kind of get back to the old ways because this is not something we've gotten to do for a couple years. Pretty cool to see Adam Wainwright pitching today and seeing Nolan Arenado at the plate and those two going head-to-head with a crowd around them and players watching and John Mosellock on hand watching and Ali Marmol smiling and giving a speech to the, I mean, you know, the whole thing was just, it's the Cardinals and they're back and they're playing baseball and it felt good. Uh, the weather was nice. You know, it was just good to see everybody back together again. Not that there aren't some storylines that could po- potentially put a damper on things because there's always something. But for the most part, you know, it's a really good day. I mean, you've got everybody back playing baseball again, and that's exactly what we wanted. And it's, you know, the CBA gets signed. And before that, the pandemic starts to 
loosen restrictions a little bit, and we're starting to feel like we did a couple of years ago before we even knew about COVID. And yeah, I mean, it's it's an important day for everybody just to get back out there. It felt like the first day of school. There are a lot of people that haven't been, you know, in a clubhouse. I mean, I hadn't been, mm-hmm. I've been in covering the major leagues for 25 years. I hadn't been in a big league clubhouse in two years uh, until today. So, you know, a, a good day in that respect. Yeah, and everything is really compressed. I mean, it's going to be compressed this time where um, all the activities these guys perform to get ready for the season is going to happen in a matter of a handful of weeks as opposed to, you know, like six weeks or seven weeks or, or whatever it typically is. Is there a different vibe with this camp because of that, because everything is going to be so rushed? Absolutely. I felt like even though it's nice to be back and some of it felt like normal. It definitely feels like they're pushing themselves right into action. I mean, usually when these guys show up, they get physicals, they go out on the field, they stretch, they play catch, and then they go home and play golf and hang out with their families. Then they come back and do the same thing and to sort of ease their way in. No, this was, uh, we're going to have live BP in two hours and we're going to hand the ball to Adam Wainwright and he's going to face Nolan Arenado. So these players have been, working in the offseason knowing that they might have this situation and they got to this point they have a schedule in place because they've got to find innings for everybody and it's a bit of a scramble in fact all these teams are dealing with it and the cardinals are a team that uh, really i think i think it hurts them a little bit because they have some pitchers that i think needed to be seen some pitchers that haven't thrown a lot of innings i think they had a couple of pitchers that could potentially have an interesting hybrid situation where they could go as a starter or reliever, and I would like to have seen a lot of it. So now you have to get them out on the backfields and inside the stadium. First Grapefruit League game is Friday, but there will be a lot of games going on in between all of those Grapefruit League games. There will be a lot of B games and a lot of backfield games going on just to get everybody action. Um, and they know that this season starts. I mean, forget the Grapefruit League, although it, it, it's important to see everything. I mean, April 7th, it's go time. So it'll be, it'll be a fun little run down here. Tom, I haven't covered the Cardinals clubhouse, but I've been in the Blues locker room, and there's a huge difference between talking to the players on Zoom and then walking into the locker room after practice, sitting down next to a guy and just chatting. And as you mentioned, we haven't been able to do that in two years. And I'm interested, uh, maybe the stories that come out of that or how you get to know the players a little bit better than we have over the past couple of years. We forgot the depth of coverage that happens when guys like you are walking in, sitting down to next to someone and just chatting. Well, Adam Wainwright talking after the game today was, it reminded me how much I'm going to miss that guy following games. And he is just incredible when it comes to storytelling and understanding questions and really listening and giving great answers. And he knows what plays, you know, first of all, him being out there, he really was a performer today. I mean, he was having some fun with Arenado after he hit the home run. He eventually threw his glove at Arenado. You know, he pumped his fist. He was playing to the crowd. He was having a good time, but he also understands when he has a crowd of media around him, what his job is. And that is to answer questions, to listen intently. And he's just a good person. And so, you know, that's through the years being in the clubhouse and seeing the players and chatting with them and getting to know them as people down here at spring training has been very important because part of our job as especially the Cardinals radio network, but any media uh, entity wants to tell the story of these human beings so that 
you understand who they are also. I mean, they're not just machines walking around generating numbers. They're people. And when you're dealing with a Zoom or games, you can get into this mode of, well, he's not very good because his OPS isn't good or, you know, I this, this person isn't... You know, you start to understand a little bit of what they're going through, but you also start to understand what their background is. You can see for yourself in person what they're working on. Um, you can talk to them on and off the record. I think it is important, especially in a long baseball season, uh, to know who these people are. And the clubhouse, both the locker room and, and the, in hockey and the clubhouse in baseball, give us that opportunity. But it definitely was different today. It actually was... It brought me back, almost back to normal. You know, we did wear masks in the clubhouse, which I initially forgot that I had to do that, so I had to go back to my car and get mine. Good job, Tom. Um, so I was about, I was about five minutes late for Wayno, but he came out uh, before I came before I got in the club. I got back in the clubhouse, and he hadn't been out yet, Good so time. I didn't miss him at all. But anyway, it's a, it's a, um, it's a fun uh, scene down here from that standpoint. All right, so it's not all fun, even though that's the that's the part that I want to hear more about, but it wouldn't be spring training if we didn't have some concerns. Uh, we can get into Yadier Molina not being there yet. I know uh, Giovanni Gallegos not there yet. Hennessy Cabrera not there yet. And we have the, unfortunately, the seemingly regular concerns about Alex Reyes. So today, while there's a lot of good, and I'm glad we started with the good, there's also a little bit of, a little bit of worry in camp today. Yeah, so let me run through those just real quick in reverse. So we'll start with Alex Reyes, who's dealing with a shoulder. We'll say he's calling it residual soreness. Uh, so it's something that he's been dealing with and, and it hasn't allowed him to throw off a mound just yet. And they're going to take another look at it. They want to take an extended look at it is what John Mosellock, how he termed it. Alex did talk. I, I was actually surprised he was still there. I, I saw him leave earlier today, and I thought he was done for the day. No, he actually did talk after the Cardinals session today and said basically that, that it's residual soreness. didn't seem a lot of concern on his part. I think this, this poor guy, man, he's been through all of these injuries through his career, and now here comes another one, potentially. Um, but he actually indicated that his hope was to be able to pitch here in a few days. But he's definitely one of those players that I mentioned from the beginning that could be a very good weapon for them uh, in 2022 out of the bullpen. There was some thought that either he or Jordan Hicks could start. I think we know who the rotation is, and I think the addition of Drew Verhagen has told you that they have added depth. By the way, Jake Woodford threw a live VP today and looked pretty good. Um, and then added to that bullpen – would be a mild concern that Giovanni Gallegos is not here. Um, he is dealing with a personal issue, not known when he would be back. I would hope that he's back pretty soon. Uh, Hennessy Cabrera had a travel issue, just you know, couldn't yeah. get a his flight was an issue, so he wasn't able to be there. But obviously, the big one um, is that Yadi's not here. And I noticed it earlier in the day that I hadn't seen Yadi yet, and so I thought, well. Uh, is it possible he could have snuck by everybody and he's in the building? I have not seen Yadier Molina. I've seen everybody, I think, except for a couple of people. Well, as it turns out, Yadi is not here. He is dealing with a personal issue, and he actually reached out to John Mosellock a few days ago and let him know ahead of time that he would be delayed at the start of spring training because of that personal issue. So with respect to Yadi, the Cardinals are keeping that personal. 
and have not revealed any details, and I'm not so sure that they know everything either. I mean, that's what they're saying is they don't really have a lot of information. They are going to get back to him, um, and the hope was from Mosaloc's standpoint in the next couple of days that they would talk to Yachty and try to figure out uh, when he would be back, hopefully sooner than later. So he's the heart and soul of the team. There's no question. The Cardinals seem to be in a good mood today. They played very well. They didn't say a whole lot about Yachty. Uh, we'll see what happens there. All right, Tommy Boy, enjoy it, man. It's good to have spring training be a little bit more normal. We'll catch up with you again tomorrow. But in the meantime, go get yourself a nice dinner and uh, try to relax a little bit down there in the sunshine. We'll catch you tomorrow, man. It's been a great day. I, you know, We're talking 13, 14 hours of doing radio, and that just tells you how excited people are. I mean, the response from fans and everybody else has been absolutely awesome. What a day. So here we go. Let's get after it tomorrow. All right, buddy. Have a good night. All right, buddy. You See you. Tom Ackerman joining us here on Sports Open Line live from Jupiter. Obviously, Tom uh, Claves will be down. He's back down there, I think. Uh, he's back down there today. So uh, we'll be getting the full coverage from those guys as we move forward. I'm going to tell you guys before we take a quick break, the pitching things worry me a little bit. I'm, I'm a little less worried about Yachty. If he gets in there anytime in the next week or two, I feel like he's going to be fine, like ready to go. The pitchers worry me a little bit because if they're not ready to go and then you go full speed early in the year, that's how you get hurt. That's yeah. how you have delays. I think that I'm not saying it's time to panic. It's just those are the ones that worry me more than the catcher. I think Yachty will show up like in phenomenal shape and he's bionic anyway. So he'll just be like, boop, I'm ready. That is going to be a league wide problem. Yep. Yeah, but especially if you're delayed getting in. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we'll talk more baseball a little bit later on. Uh, Coming up next, Amy Marks, of course, Chris Ranji, Kevin Wheeler with you here on Sports Open Line. We're going to talk about being normal Hmm. when things are not normal, which is kind of where we are in the world. We'll get to that next up on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. That's great hearing from Tom down in Jupiter. I was wondering about all of that. Like, it's got to be weird because, you know, there there hasn't been like a quote-unquote normal spring training for a couple of years. I mean, we started it off in 2020, but it got cut short right about now. Um, and then last year there was no access, nothing, you know, we really, most people didn't even, a lot of us didn't even go down. Like the company wasn't allowing us to travel. So we didn't even have anybody down there. So it's weird. And it got me to thinking as we were talking to Tom, like what is even normal? Like we Mm -hmm. look around, like I look up on the TV and I've got one screen that had uh, an explosion in, in Ukraine where some ladies walking down the street in the building, a block in front of her blows up on the other screen. I look up and, or on my computer screen, I look up and I see somebody tweeting about, uh, really serious lockdowns in Hong Kong because they're having a big COVID breakout outbreak again. And, you know, like the idea of normal, I don't even know if it exists, right? Like, but has it ever? Well, that's kind of the point, right? That's, that's kind of what I wanted to get into is like, how do you guys adapt? Because I don't, I don't adapt by changing very much. And sometimes it makes me wonder if there's something wrong with me. I think you can't really take it all on. Mm-hmm. That's really the issue. And it sounds sort of, I don't know, selfish or naive in a way when there are people in other areas, and you mentioned Ukraine, those people are in an absolutely horrible situation because not only are they being forced from their homes, 
but they might have to start dealing with COVID too, mm. because that that does happen a lot in refugee situations where a lot of people get packed into very tight places. They're having to live like in a hallway or something at a hundred people living in a hallway and there could be outbreaks. So they have to deal with that kind of stuff too. They've lost their homes and they might have to deal with a pandemic on top of it. So it almost feels like you're like you're being neglectful in a way if you're not paying attention to that and feeling for them, but also you can't do it all. You can't do it all the time, I feel like. Yeah, well, and we talked about this last week. There is, especially during the lockout, I think, this false dichotomy that I reject that you can't go on with your life or care about baseball if what's happening in Ukraine is happening. And here's the thing. You can pay attention to that and care and do what you can to help, whether you know that is rehabbing homes for refugees or giving money, whatever it may be. But stuff is going on all the time, so it's weird to me that suddenly people go, well, what's happening in Ukraine? We we should be solemn all the time. Okay, what about Afghanistan? Do we forget about that already? Right. There's 60,000 Afghans who were through most of the visa process, almost completely vetted, that we abandoned and left in Afghanistan. They helped U.S. forces staying there as a death sentence. We were still talking about baseball with that. What about the Uyghurs in China, the Muslim Uyghurs, the genocide of the Uyghurs? That has been going on. The world is full of so much evil and there's so much suffering that you can't physically or emotionally or mentally absorb it all the time because you will lose the ability to function. You do have to be aware these things are happening and maybe adjust your behavior when it's appropriate. And I I can't tell you exactly when that is. I mean, it probably is things like helping out when you can, finding the right charities that are helping out, finding out... Um, places that are collecting supplies to send to Ukraine or mm-hmm. send to Afghanistan whatever, or whatever it is. But you do kind of also have to pay attention to what's going on around you. And I think really what that is, is it, it's we are all very good at compartmentalizing things that are happening over there. Mm-hmm. We are worried about ourselves and, you know, what happens when we back out of the driveway and what we do all that day. Um, but you're not so worried about what's happening across the, the, the ocean. And I, I don't know if you can take it all on all the time. I think you just, you sort of have to go about your life. Well, you, you have to, you have to trust that people that have either been hired to do jobs or have been voted in to do we'll jobs do that have to do those jobs. Right. You mm-hmm. can't do their jobs for them. The most you can do is change them out when you have the opportunity. Right. If you don't think the people that are in charge, let's, you know, whether it's Congress or it's your governor or whatever, if you don't think that they're doing what they're supposed to, you can change that when the time comes. But you can't just go today and say, knock on the door and say, listen, you're doing this wrong. I don't like it. You need to change it. There's literally you can you can protest. You can use your voice. You can go stand in front of the state house. You can go right. stand somewhere. You can drive a bunch of trucks across country. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but at some point you do have to recognize what you can directly impact and what you cannot. And if you can't do anything, there's nothing wrong with just doing you. Right. Well, I think if anything, when you look at these world events, it should give you perspective. And if anything, it should make you more grateful for the quote unquote normal times because life is tough. And just because we may not be currently in a, in a war-torn country or we're not in, in China facing human rights abuses, there's also a lot of 
suffering that happens within families. I mean, you lose family members. Go to the Cardinal game with your kid if you have a chance to go to the Cardinal game with your kid and enjoy it because that doesn't last forever. If anything, it should give you perspective. Well, I, and I think that perspective is really important because sometimes I will do this. I, I know that you know you're, you're living your own life and you're upset about something. It's okay to be upset about that thing. I don't know if you guys do this or not. Because I don't think a lot of people do, and maybe that's just me, um, but I feel like a lot of people don't stop and think, okay, is this a stupid thing to be upset about? Like the thing that I'm mad about right now, Mm -hmm. is this really dumb, or should I be mad about this, or should I be upset about this? And I think it's good, to it's, it's healthy to do that. It's also healthy to feel feelings, that's fine, but sometimes maybe the thing you're mad about is really silly. And it shouldn't be. Well, and I think, again, you don't have to deny those feelings. I hear something really stupid that nobody cares about except for me. I had an injury and couldn't do a race. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. But it mattered to me. So for about like two or three hours, I let myself feel really sorry for myself. And then I moved on. Then you move on. I don't think that's that bad because you running, that's that's part of you. Like that's part of your identity and you have to... You have to run. But you could make the argument it doesn't compare to someone who is dealing with a terminal illness or someone's in a, in a country who is oppressed. But right, instead of denying that emotion, I always let myself feel, you know, I'm going to feel sorry for myself for two hours and then move on because yeah. life is I'm, I'm, You know, I'm thinking more of uh, should I be so upset and get in my truck and drive around the country because I have to put a mask on in a Walmart? Like, is, is that the kind of thing I should really be upset about? Are you asking that as a real question, or is that rhetorical? No, that's rhetorical, because okay. the answer is no. It's not yeah. a thing you should be upset about and drive across the country in your gas-guzzling truck. That's going to be my no. answer. Yeah. But I think that, you know, I don't know that it's a reality that people are actually like this. I think people are, are and by that, I'm by like this, I mean um, holding themselves or people that they know to this standard that you can't be talking about these fun things and you can't move on while all these horrible things are going on in the world. I think that's just a social media thing. I don't think that people actually live that way. I don't think people walk around. You can't going going to, up to other people or talking to family members like I can't believe we're going out for dinner when this is happening somewhere because you know what something is happening somewhere every All minute of every day and it's been going that way. And by the way, it's not as bad now as it used to be. Do you think most of the world was way more terrible a hundred years ago and two hundred years ago than it is now? Do you think there are Depending on your position, though, there are tone-deaf actions. For instance, like the Oscars or Grammys where things can be done and said where people say, you know, maybe right now isn't the time to continue to pat yourselves on the back. Sure, yeah, and I don't. Did, when are when are the Oscars? Are they I coming? I think they up? just happened. Or did, did they, they just happen? I don't, actually, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't follow it. Yeah, don't. I don't either. <laughs> See, but there's the other thing. Yeah. This is the other thing, and what we what, we have to take a break. We'll close. We can close on this idea. It's okay to not care. About some things. You cannot care about everything. You can't. I don't care about the Oscars. Is that like what people, you mean? Well, I'm saying, like, you know, so, for example, that we he, we hear the complaints about whatever some celebrity says. We don't like it because it disagrees with us, so celebrities sure. should shut up or whatever. Just don't care. Just don't listen. If it bothers you, don't listen to it. You don't have to respond to something that's silly. Well, I mean, and, and this is a, a little bit of an offshoot of that. Like Maya Bialik, who was hosting Jeopardy, and people didn't think she should be hosting because they didn't like her views, I think, on vaccines. She's the host of Jeopardy. If you are getting vaccine advice from the host of Jeopardy, you probably have bigger problems 
than just who's hosting Jeopardy. It doesn't matter. We don't have to agree completely with someone's political views for them to host a game show. That doesn't matter. That's exactly. Yes. It's okay to not care. I don't care about Jeopardy. Oh, you seem like you care. You looked like you were about to drive your truck across the country to get no, her off it, it the actually, Jeopardy show. It took me about 25 seconds to realize who you were talking about. <laughs> I was like, like oh, you again? mean Blossom. Oh, is that a, oh, yeah. You meant Blossom. That's who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. That's she's like really about. smart, right? Yeah, she's a neuroscientist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she is. And so was the uh, one, of the, one of the girls, one of the sisters on uh, Roseanne. Uh, Danica McKellar, who was on the Growing Years. No, no, no. The Wonder Years. Wonder the years. Growing Years. That's another smart TV person. God, I love the Growing Years. <laughs> you know, the she's Wonder like Years. A game show host now. Who? Who? The girl from Wonder Years. No, she's on a Hallmark. She's a Hallmark she's a actress. Lot, yeah, a lot of Hallmark. But she's like oh, a, she was on a show PhD about like dominoes falling, like a contest on TV. Press your luck? No, it's dominoes. I don't remember what the show is called. They set up big domino things and then they make them fall and they get or they can win prizes. Oh, I think that's called Press Your Luck. No. Price Pressure is right. Luck is no whammies. Price is right. That's not right either. No, Drew Carey has so dominoes wrong. on the price. You're is actually, right. you right. were right. closer with Press Your Luck than the Price is Right. Time to take control. We're going like to take a quick time out. never watched Wheel of Fortune. Daytime television. Raji. Hang tight. We got more next on KOX. Oh, Matt Majeski hooking it up tonight. Amy, do you know who this is? Mother of Pearl. No. Good guess, though. <laughs> Mother doesn't, of Pearl? Doesn't that sound like a heavy metal band? No. Mother of Pearl? That sounds like something Ronja listens to. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Okay. You know how it's like It's like ironic? It's like a grunge, Kinda scary band, but then maybe like they wear Pearl a Jam. necklace. So like a, like a small dog named Bear. Or killer or something, yeah. right? Like that? Or a big guy named Tiny. Yes. Or Slim. Is that what you were going for? Mm. Well, who did you think it was, Ron? He, he knows who it is. Uh, Pantera, probably. No, that's not Pantera. Slipknot. That's Slipknot. You know okay. what? I liked Pantera better when they were St. Louis Bread Company. The... <laughs> that's Panera, doofus. <laughs> okay. Pantera was a pizza place, which I think it still actually, exists. No, it is a pizza place. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You didn't know about that? No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Panteras was the place we used to go after Little League games if we had a it's, big win. It's, it's still a pizza thing, yeah. Where yeah, is Pantera? I've never even heard Panteras. of it. Panteras. Panteras. Is it a chain or just one? Yeah, well, yeah, because we had one in Granite City. I, I know there was one, like, down 55 somewhere. I'm glad our musical discussion, though, could lead to a pizza conversation. That's nice. I've wanted what? pizza. That's good. The last my two God. times I've been here. There's a, Amy and I did shows last week, yeah. two nights. Oh, she wouldn't stop talking about pizza. You know they have this place, places you can order them from. I do. Like Pantera's. Yeah, one day I will. You just, <laughs> you just rather come in and complain that you don't have any. Yeah, basically. When you could do something about it. I was hinting strongly to Matt Pajeski over here. I thought he would get pizza for us, but... Why I, bet, would, I bet if we handed him money, he would get it for probably, us. Probably. Yeah, why yeah, would he <laughs> buy you pizza? He's nodding. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. He's gonna get his. He, no, he'll skim a little off the top. He'll get his. Uh, oh, there's no question you, about do that. Do you do that game though, where like a you hear a phrase or a word and it just sounds like a band name? Yes. Yeah. Usually yeah, it's something awful though. Right. Oh, because of the kind of, music, of the music you listen, listen to, to. Yeah. Like that right there is my easy listening. Everybody who listens. Oh, really? To yeah, the, that's what I would. I go to sleep to that. Because there's a difference between heavy metal and death metal. Yeah, I don't. Death metal is is the line I don't cross. Okay. But it's because it's. So, it, because people can't tell the difference, like Ron, you can't even tell the difference You'd be between like, death metal. Yeah, and heavy. the lyrics, yes. right? It's the same, it's, right? Well, it's the lyrics, but it's also the sound. It's like it's a it's a it's a sound about death. It's like it's morbid. Oh, and, 
That's so not that right there is like happiness and excitement. Oh, so you're telling me there's nuance to metal? Oh my God, yes. Oh wow, okay. we're gonna celebrate some of that next hour. That's ironic. It's a good. It's a big anniversary in the in the metal world today, and I'm not gonna tell oh. you yet what it is. Did Metallica break up? Did they break up? Yeah. No. Did they turn ninety? Almost. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No. I, I heard no. they're worse than uh, Rolling Stones live. That's what I heard. <laughs> hey, at least they're still alive. Well, <laughs> Mick's still are they alive, kind of. Like Keith. Oh God. Uh, nobody's preserved. He's like in formaldehyde. Keith. Yeah. Chris Ranji, Amy Mark scores. Kevin Wheeler hanging out with you on a Monday night. We got more coming up after the news on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 